Hi, this is Jamin Fraser, and you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high-quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. So this episode's a little different today. It's an excerpt of a conversation I had with a couple of coaches I'm training at the moment as part of the Insecurity Project. And you'll hear some really interesting insights about how to be a great coach and how to really affect lasting change for others. So it's a bit different than the usual, but if you're interested in being a change agent or understanding how to be useful to others and see them change and grow and deal with their stuff, you might find this really interesting. So let me say that again. Uh, As a coach, the most important thing is to stick with process and get out of story because the client's typically in story and not in process. And, And whenever they're in story, their stuff's complicated and unique and your role is to go, ah, no, no, it's neither. Uh, way forward, simple, simple and hard. And so let me get you out of story into process. That's, that's the whole yeah. thing. So just, thought, so, so and, just on that, I know we're going to go over time, but can I ask you, so with what I was saying, what part hmm. of that was story and what part was process? Can you... Oh, great. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, on that? absolutely. So that's, so that's the point of my story. So um, before I answer that question... Let me ask both of you, what do you think some of the overarching um, process or principles you it would, be, would, would be useful to pay attention to at a big picture level? Um, Sorry, I didn't understand the question, James. Sorry, um, yes, same here. So, how do I ask it better? Okay, just just go the biggest picture stuff as a coach. What would you say the main aim of the game is as a coach? What's what's the the main thing you are trying? Yes, yeah, so so outcome is definitely we're always we're always outcomes focused. So we're moving towards outcome. Uh, what else are you really trying to achieve as a coach? To, to get them to to get the person to uh, realize what their limiting beliefs are, and then do something about yeah. them. Great. So you want to help them see. You want to help them see in general. Um, so you know, firstly, you, you're, your job is to give them increased awareness. So the point of having being an active person in someone's world is typically we have blinkers and we can't see everything. We 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 just see what we can see and we do what we've always done and so role of coaches to go well let me help you see let me help you see where you are uh, let me help you see what you're pretending not to know let me help you see more options let me help you see your limitations so I think big picture you're helping people more awareness and more choice really because mm. yep. if you you can't change what you can't see and if you, you typically people think the issue is what it is, and they present the issue on a surface level. But as a coach, you go, well, let me help you see what's really going on here. 
and mm. let me help you see what you can't see. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And 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 in fairness to Nemrod, I mean, um, sorry. What Nemrod helped me see in that one instant when I started thinking about it was the fact that I'm um, this need to be liked is limiting me. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. That's fantastic. So once you help see, then it's about going. Okay, well then, what choice have you got in that? And uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the first point around choice. Uh, okay, let me ask, ask you this. What do you think is the, is the first point in helping people get more choice? It's the first principle to understand if you're going to get more choice. The first principle to get more choice would have to be um, uh, uh, what your beliefs are, wouldn't it? Um, no, no, not quite. Not, not specific. No. I don't think that... It definitely is part of the process, but what's going to be the first thing to square away with a person if they're going to get more choice? Um, Do you understand that they have choice? That they... Yeah. They, they want yeah. to make change. Yeah. Okay, go Namrata. Understand. I, I, I said that they can they can do something to change it, that they have the power of choice. Yeah. What's going to be the thing that's going to be? Yeah, and and what's going to be the thing that's really going to help them get that? Because it's easy to say, oh no, you've got more choice, you've got a hundred percent choice. It's like, yeah, great theory, uh, cool, but what's going to be the thing that's really going to help them get traction with that idea first and foremost? What will be a foundational idea? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. This is not like a mm-hmm. high school no. you know, classroom. No. It's just to help you think through. Because, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know the answer to these questions because of the stuff. It's just helping you be mindful of this stuff, uh, which helps you as a coach. Yeah. Right. Um, um. Would it be that oh, people work perfectly so they, whatever they're doing at this point, it's working for them? Um, definitely, definitely part of it. Tease that out and how it relates to choice, though. Well, so they figure out change. how they. Oh, sorry, Fred, you go. We can change this, our story because we have control over it. Isn't that? Yes, and tell me how that relates to choice specifically. We can. Well, we can choose. Uh, a different, a, a different path, I suppose. We can choose. Yeah, we can. We but can choose what true. to believe about ourselves. Great. How do we know that's really true? It's a great theory. That's really exciting. But what's the proof that that's true? What's the proof? Yeah, because it, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. That's awesome. That's really positive and empowering. But yeah. but intrinsically, we go, yeah, but it's, but it's hard. And how do I? How do I live like that's true? Have I just got to convince myself and keep telling myself that's true? So, so as a coach, what are you going to help them see that's really going to go, oh, I actually, that is true? Hmm. It's um, going to be the groundwork. Um, I know I've read up on the stuff and I'm just... That's okay. So think about, think about uh, the framework. Think about the hope, power, humor stuff. So, um, you know, level one is hopelessness. 
and at a, at a process level, what is the cause of hopelessness? No choice. No? When, you, when you well, feel you've got no yeah. choice. Great, which yeah. is actually what? You feel you've got uh, no choice, but it's actually what? You've given That's your power away. You've given the it's choice. Not true. It's not true because it's just it's just an illusion. Yeah. Right. It, it looks like no choice, but in, you are in fact exactly where you have chosen to be. Chosen to be. Yeah. So so if you tell someone, oh, you got a, you got a choice, you can make any choice. Like, yeah, cool. That sounds that sounds incredible. But the groundwork that helps them understand this, yeah. Well, hang on. You already where you've chosen to be. You've already created this story. So it's not like you have to all of a sudden start tomorrow creating your own story. It's like you have been creating your story from the very beginning. You're you're the one already making all the choices. You're the one already driving the bus. You just haven't seen it. It just looks like you've got no choice, but you've been choosing all along. You may not be where you want to be, but yeah. yeah. But you are where you've chosen to be. That's correct, yes. So it is in fact where you want to be because part of you must have wanted it in order to, cho- to choose yeah. it. Yeah. So therefore it's working for you. Mm. Yeah. Can, it, like, can you feel the power of that? You get, it, you get across that line and then all of a yeah, sudden... Yeah, you're right. Oh you're right. It's because, like um, says, Yeah. Sorry, Fred, you go. Um, I guess I'm relating it back to my current uh, situation. You don't know the full background to it, I suppose, but... Um, we've well, just, just just before we get there, before we get there, because it is it has to relate back to you, and that's where we're getting. But just really, you know, embed this foundational process idea as a coach. Um, mm. Yeah, because it's like when someone says, "I'm not a creative person," and you know, and I want to be more creative, and I want to take more control of my life. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Um, who's been creating your current reality? And they think, well, my current reality is being created for me by my boss or by my partner or by my parents or by my friends. And and you as a coach are saying, that's not actually true. It might feel like that, but life's not about what happens to you. It's about the meaning you give it. So, you know, so you're not in a mess because you were abused. You're in a mess because when you were abused, you told yourself that that was because you were no good. So you're choosing. Yes. Or you're... You feel like you're in a mess because your work situation's tough and you, no one likes you and you're having pressure there, but um, you're actually in the mess because of the story you're telling yourself around why that's important and what that means that, about you. Yeah. And, hmm. Do you know what I mean? So the moment you own the choices you're already making, then you move to cause rather than being an effect. And, and the moment you're at cause, your world opens up and all of a sudden... You then go to a place of limitless options and power than being out of fact as a victim with the illusion of no choice and nothing you can do. Hmm. Is that making sense? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, now, coupled with the no judgment space, you help people say, now, by the way, I'm not saying there are good choices or bad choices or right choices or wrong choices. It's just choice. So... So you're not you're not a bad person because of the choices you're making. You you're saying you're just just be where you are on purpose. But so, there are choices that that empower you more than others, though, aren't there? There are, but simply being where you are on purpose and choosing to be where you are is an empowered choice. 
Okay. Rather than the illusion of no choice, I have to be here. I have no choice in this. I can't really do this. Um, you know, so back to your scenario and the need to be liked and the need to have that job, that's not a good choice or a bad choice. The role of coaching is just to go, can you see that that is a choice you are making? And you're welcome to keep making that choice if you like. Great, but just just know that. Um, well, let, let me just let me just put it back to you. So, uh, you know, remember the third level of the hope, power, humor thing: hurtfulness. Um, the only people that have the power to hurt us are who. By ourselves, if we let, allow it. No. Really? No. Who who can hurt us in life? Who are the only people that can hurt us in life? Who are the only people that, who can hurt us in life? Um, yeah. Well, as, as I would have thought that aside from ourselves, if when we are, you know allow ourselves to be hurt, would be. Um, those who love us, I guess. Um, no? Well, yeah, but think about it in a process level. So, because again, coach, step out of process, just keep it clean, keep it as clean as possible without judgment, without, you know, specific situations. And you go, really, you only get hurt. The only people who have the power to hurt you are the people you need something from. Ah, of course. Because yes. then they can withhold it from you. So at a process level, yeah. if if you need a job from this this employer, then that employer can hurt you because that employer could say, oh, well, you need this job, so you'll have to do whatever I say. And you go, okay, yeah. cool, yeah. sure, I need the yeah. job. So I have to suck it up, I have to do whatever you say because you, I need your money and I need this position. So great. But so, so again, that's not a good thing or a bad thing, a right thing or a wrong thing. As coach, you're just saying, just can you choice you're making in that you by choosing to need that job you are also choosing to give that person power to hurt you okay mm. yep. does that does that make sense yes yeah so just be where you are on purpose so so just go okay because it's just about expectations framing expectations going all right well that might be the best choice you can make at the moment it might be the choice you want to make you might want you might want to keep that job. You might want to need that job right now. Okay. Like like how you finished saying, okay, this is a necessary evil to keep this job so that I can keep writing my book. Yes. And so so the that's coaching choice. frame, the coaching frame would, would say, hang on, that's the, still the illusion of no choice. Mm-hmm. Coaching frame says, be where you are on purpose. Because the moment you are in a situation you feel like you have no control over, then you feel hopeless, helpless, and and hurt. You're in a lot of, you're in a lot of trouble. Yep, yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um. So, so coaching people would say, okay, so is that your only choice or not? Is this the only job in the world for you or not? And you might say, it is actually. Okay, cool. Well then, well then, choose it. And, and choose the season of it and choose everything that comes with that. Choose, you know, the the need to keep everyone happy in that. Choose the need to please your boss. Choose the need to work a job that you're not enjoying. 
And mm. okay, um, that does that does make yeah, it does help makes a lot of sense. And I guess um, to, yeah, because well, the moment the moment you own choice yeah. and you go, oh, I am where I have chosen to be. Then the mo- the moment you get that, you just go, huh? Well, if I'm choosing this, I wonder what else I could choose. Is this really the best choice I could be making right now? Maybe there could be some, some better choices. But the moment you with the illusion of no choice, you're just like stuck, no choice, got to do it, just got to suck it up, got to get through it. And all the associated pain and anguish and stuckness comes. So is that, I guess, in, sorry, this is kind of on the same line, but would a lot of people be hurting other people because they, they feel, well, that person's got no, you know, they need me or need what I have? And they can, and they then obviously choose to um, use that to, do, to their advantage, in, in, in essence, which is a, you know a negative. But um, some people do yeah, that, of, don't they? Of course. Some people do that, and some people enjoy that. Some people love having power over people. Some people love the yeah, fact that mm, I've got the upper hand. I can use this to my advantage. I can make you do whatever I want. Watch this, and you will have to suck it up. You will have to do that. You know, happens in marriages, happens in parenting situations, happens at work situations, happens with friends. Some people love having power over. Hey, Jamie, but, just on that note, yes. if you've got someone that you know is doing that, to confront them with yeah, that, yeah. Um, is that an ethical thing to do? I suppose it is, isn't it? No, no, you don't need to even... So rather than confronting them, because confronting is blaming them for treating you poorly. Okay, sorry. Yep. So do you know what I mean? So, so coaching again, coaching what they're doing. Well, well, hang on. What, what other choices could you do? What would be the coaching frame approach to that? Rather than blame and excuse, would be what responsibility and um, responsibility. And what is responsibility when it comes to relationships? Um, uh, doing, I suppose, doing the right thing. Doing. Um, uh, um, I, well, I guess doing, if, if in a wholesome relationship, doing what the loving thing towards the other person. There's no harm. Well, step step back from that. So think about responsibility. So responsibility it, it, at the core level of responsibility and coaching frame says you're responsible, right? This is your life. You're the expert. Your results are your results. Right. You're, you are where you have chosen to be. Your relationships are your relationships. So, so you are responsible for training others how to treat you by what you allow and what you deny. Ah, uh, of course. So... <laughs> So blame and excuse and complaining make zero sense in the coaching space. It's like, what? sure, it feels natural and everyone complains and everyone blames, but it doesn't give you any power and it doesn't change the situation. And, and by the way, who's the one with the problem? Because the, the bully isn't the one with the problem. The person with the power is not the one with the problem. You know, you're the problem. If you're getting treated poorly, you're the one with the problem. So, you know, the, the you know, person... That, that sounds so counter... Went because the, the the victim will say, but you know, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, exactly right. But but the victim has no power, and this is the coaching space where remember you come in with no judgment. You go, I don't care. By the way, I don't care that you're being treated poorly. I'm not losing any sleep that you're in a bad marriage or that your friends don't like yeah. you or you're. You know, yeah. I don't care. Do, do you tell me you don't want this anymore? Are you sure you don't want this anymore? Okay. Well, okay. the only way forward is responsibility and choice. That's Blame right. and excuse. 
while you are totally entitled to blame this person and be upset with them for the rest of your life and you are, have every right to be the victim in this situation, that's not going to mm. get you what you said you wanted. No. So let me take that victim card off you and give you responsibility and choice back. The moment you have responsibility, you go, I am responsible for training this person to treat me how I deserve, by what I allow and what I deny. How could I blame this person if I reward their bad behavior by showing up the next day with a smile on my face, teaching them they can treat me however they like and get away with it? How is that their fault then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how, is it, how is it my boss's fault if he pays me less and treats me poorly and I show up to work again the next day? He's not the one with the problem. He's getting exactly what he wants and exactly when he wants it. So zero motivation to change. Can, like, can you see I, yeah, how much yeah. power like, the, the coaching space is? It is the change conversation. It is confronting and hard and offensive, but it is the beautiful transformational conversation because you just go, oh, hang on, now I've got power. Yeah. Jamin, I just have one thing to ask. So people who are working for other people, um, yeah. whoever has a job, this is something that, okay, if we don't like the way we're treated at work, if we just yeah. don't turn up the next day, if we do that often enough, we probably lose our job, which ends well, 100%. up 100%. putting you in a difficult situation. Which so, then you don't get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So step so, out of step out of story into process. So how would you coach someone who is having that dilemma and then feeling, well, okay, so really I don't have any choice. Really I can't apply any consequences. I just have to suck it up. How would you um, coach Wouldn't it be that if your contribution is, is of a certain value that they, they need you and if you don't show up, then it does hurt them? Fantastic. So that's, that's the first level. Yeah. So it's go be the, go be the prize. Go, go mm. stop filling up a function and be a vital person in your workplace. Go, mm. go bring all your value so that you have a position that is needed. So... You know, we want what we can't have. The moment you position yourself as needy and desperate, you lose. You position yourself as the prize, believing you have value. But the only way you can position your prize is if you deal with the neediness. What do you mean? Because, well, so you think about it in a marriage situation. Uh, so you go, okay, well, I'm sick of being treated poorly. I'm going to position myself like the prize. So the prize says, mm. I deserve to be treated beautifully. I am the prize. I am the object yeah. of desire, so I will be treated p perfectly. And the only way you can hold that space is if you have plumbed the depths of what it looks like for that person not to choose you. And you've seen yourself mm -hmm. coming out the other side and going, oh, well, um, I know unequivocally I deserve to be loved and treated beautifully. If this person, for some strange reason, doesn't want to be that person in my life, there's 10 others lining up ready to take their place. I will not lose in this situation. But isn't that it? also neediness but there are other people waiting to treat me no 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 it's not neediness it's this belief that says i am the prize so i can't lose so i i am the object of desire i deserve to be treated well and i will be treated well that's there's no doubt and so if this person doesn't want to fill that role that's a strange choice for them but they will lose not me and you're so right in saying that we train people by what we allow. So if you're allowing yourself to be treated that way, and those per that becomes that person's expectation. 
I see this happening in my own house. Well, it happens in every relationship. We are responsible. And it's typical to blame someone and say, oh, you can't treat them like that. But they can treat you like that because if there are no consequences, well, then you're teaching them they can have their cake and eat it too. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, correct. Um, So the work, back to the work situation then, Ryder, you know, one of the, I wrote a blog um, last year saying uh, why you're, what what I call it, um, why eventually your job is supposed to suck. Hmm. So, and it was based on this idea of the spiral dynamics and, you know, the seven levels of living going, working for the man is, is level four system. And when you step into that from level three rebellion, it's a massive point of growth and it's very um, empowering and wonderful. And it's a really, really mature thing to do. Just still working for the man in 20 years time when you're 40, um, now you're dying. Now it's killing you. Because, and that pain is actually a beautiful thing. That pain is saying, hey, listen, at some point, the person you're working for took an entrepreneurial step to go do their own thing, and now you're benefiting from that. What's in your heart? What's your, what's your unique contribution? What's your thing? Because if you keep relying on someone else's courage and keep mm-hmm. benefiting, benefiting from the space they've opened, well, it's their thing. You're serving their vision. So why can I complain about them treating you poorly? It's their thing. If you don't want to serve their thing, go start your thing. <laughs> like, and and mm. each of us have that capacity to keep growing as human beings. And mm. I think 40, it, 20 years of working for the men is about as much as you can do without it starting to become unhealthy and starting it to kill you. Because And most people stay there. Most people honestly stay working for the men and surviving in system and telling themselves they're happy and finding other things to, to fulfill them in that time outside of work. Um, but in a coaching space... The question is, okay, so what do you want and what would you need to believe about yourself and do you really need this job? Is this your only option in life? Is this the best it gets for you? If it is, we'll suck it up. But if it's not, well, then what else? What's next? What's the next season? What have you got to contribute? Yeah. Yeah. it's It's not easy and not not common but again in the coaching section the judgment free you get to swing away and have these conversations these are the transformational conversations that and like you can you can feel that if you got to have this conversation with someone you would change their life which is why you can charge a premium for that if you if you have a normal conversation that they could have with their auntie or their brother or their workmate um, and you charge a premium for it well then they're going to feel ripped off and you're going to feel discouraged and it's going to go badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I I think that it's really important that before we become coaches that we 100% we're living these principles. That's right. I I can clearly see that when I'm coaching Fred, maybe I have 20% of... I've I've internalized maybe 20, 30% of the content that I've learned. I've actually yeah, tried sure. to apply, and that's what I'm bringing out in my coaching. But I don't feel confident to just go out and start my coaching business because yeah, I don't. Yeah, sure. Don't, yeah, I haven't applied most of these uh, uh, to myself. Uh, but and here's the interesting, yeah. interesting thing about that because I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that's a wise thing. Uh, but um, I was talking to 
a guy who got me into coaching um, eight years ago. I, I got a weekend with him in Sydney this weekend, and he's just yeah, he's a, he's a very key guy in my life. And we'll talk about change. Um, and he's saying often people think that change is like a process, and they use language like you know I'm, I'm really getting there, uh, I'm really making progress, I'm really feeling like I'm you know getting stronger and things are happening, and you know it just takes time and um, and. Both our reflection on that was that's that's a form of self deception and that that's not the change approach that's not the process of change. Change seems to uh, require threshold moments and uh, and instant stuff like the stuff where you where you close a door where you step across a line where mm. like change might take a long time coming but it happens in a moment where you kind of cut mm. a cord where you burn a bridge where you and and then the process is then living that out. So it's not that not you that. get all the answers or you're perfect or you've fully formed it, but it's this moment of courage and moment of, right, no more. You know, it happens in a, a marriage. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm training my husband how to treat me better and it's, you know, it's taking time or getting there. That's actually not getting anywhere. Change happens when you when you have a moment where you, you look them in the eye and you tell them to F off you know, and you say, don't you ever talk to me like that again? And you actually mean it. And mm. something, you can't, you can't go back from that moment. Mm. You know, it's, it's like the Harvey Weinstein thing. Something happened there when he got exposed and something has changed in the industry where it's now no longer to keep silent about that. It's now no longer for that to be okay. Whereas for twenty last 20 years, everyone would have said it's not, it's not okay to, to abuse women, but it was okay because it was clearly happening. Yeah, it was a mm. cultural thing almost. Absolutely. So all that to say with the coaching thing, I remember my own journey. You know, So I made a decision um, in day two of a three day, my first three-day coach training thing that this is what I was going to do. And, and then I rang and told my boss that I was going to quit. Now, obviously, I hadn't embodied the coaching skills at 100% or I'd mm. fully lived it out. Um, but it was like uh, until I dive all in then there's not i'm not going to get this this won't actually happen slowly that's a that's a lie um i you know i'm coaching a lady at the moment who's starting her own coaching business and she she says i'm coaching as a hobby um it's going really slowly and i said i wonder if it's impossible to coach as a hobby that it's just that's that's a you know, it's like a juxtaposition. They're two things that don't go together. You're either in or you're not. You're either yeah. doing it or you're not doing it. It's very hard to try coaching or to practice coaching or to do coaching on the side. It, it's kind of just because of the nature of the conversation. And you don't mm. have to have it all sorted out yourself. You don't have to be perfect. But, but I think at some point to be a coach and to make it work, all you actually need is just to go, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. And... Uh, I am not hiding behind anything. There's no conversation that you can't have with me. There's nothing that I'm avoiding or not willing to work out. There's nothing that I'm going putting in the too hard basket. There's nothing I'm, you know, still avoiding. It's like, okay, uh, yeah, this is this is me. So does that make so sense? All, it, it does, yeah. but I, I guess for – sorry, no, um, No, you go. That's fine. Like yeah, myself, I guess, um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm saying I dearly love, this is what I want to do. However, I know that um, 
with all my other commitments, it's kind of hard to just sort of drop what I'm doing and try to jump into coaching because the fear is there, of course, that um, how am I going to make money out of this when I don't have the skill yeah, level yet? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that to excuse myself, but I hear what you're saying and I totally agree with it. I, I do believe that it's almost like it's, it's, a, it's a, a, you know, a, win or, a do or die commitment. That's basically Well, it's like, it's like, I don't know if you ever watch kids at the skate park. Um, have either of you seen a kid trying to drop into the half pipe or the vert ramp for the first time? No. Um, no, not really. I, we don't. Okay. Well, can you you can picture a, a half pipe? I can picture it, yeah. Yep, yeah, I can picture it. So the, the entrance point is, it's almost vertical. Um, right. You know, at the, at the walls, at the top and the lip, it's almost vertical and then the, then the curve kicks in. Right. Um, so you watch people doing that for the very first time. It's a very interesting thing to watch because you can't try and drop into a vert ramp. You can't. It's it's either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. If you go in half baked, then you lean back, your weight's all wrong, and the skateboard shoots out from underneath you, and you crack your head on the lip of the thing. And so you're. Yeah. It is far more dangerous to half go in and to go in scared and to go in. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm not really. I'm just going to do an easy one in. It's like mm. uh, commit or don't commit. You don't have to commit, but if you're going to even try this. You have to 100% just go with it because then that's your only chance of having your weight right so that it's over the center of the board and you roll with the curve. Mm. I think it's kind of a useful metaphor for any change work. It's like who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? But your best chance of making this is is all or nothing. You know, it's Yoda. Do or don't do. There is no try. Okay. Mm. So my question would be, how do you? Well, sorry, I suppose you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna tell me to answer my own question, I guess. Uh, <laughs> how do you do this? Um, well, whilst at the same time meeting your other obligations, I guess. Mm. Um, well, obligations like first of all is first of all obligation is is language that doesn't belong in the coaching skill set. Have right. to is what do you mean have to? You don't have to do anything. Mm. Be where you are on purpose. Do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? You know, people say, oh, you know, obviously you have to look after your kids or you have to provide your family. No, you don't. Go and have a look at the world. Lots of people don't look after their kids. Lots of people neglect their family. Like, they don't have to do anything. Yep. Want to or not want to. Illusion of no choice. So, mm. um, and then want on the back of Empowered, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. Who do I need to be that? Okay, so just go, go be that person. Now, now, obviously, there are, um, you know, important things to consider around timing, around sustainability, around finances, yep. around that. So, so I'm not saying you have to cut off every support network and burn every bridge and, you know, run out into the snow with no clothes on and imagine that's going to work. Um, but it, it's, a sh- it's a mind shift to say, I am a coach and I am doing this and in this season, to get myself launched into this, I'm getting income from this guy and I'm he's helping me start my coaching business. Okay. Um, Do you know what I mean? Rather than the other way around. Like, yeah, I am a coach. This is what I am doing. This is how I talk about myself. When other people say, hey, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a coach. Oh, cool. Fantastic. You know, rather than, oh, yeah, I am a, a manual labor working and one day I hope to be a coach. 
It's like, well, do you want, are you going to be a coach or not going to be a coach? Because if you want to be a coach, well, go, go be that now. Go be that today. Go see yourself. Go dress like that. Go talk like that. Go be that person. And then choose everything in your world is either getting you more of that or not getting you more of that. that. If it's getting you more of that, keep doing it. If it's not getting you more of that, well, then let it go. Yep. Is that useful? Yeah. Very useful. It's just um, reminding me, you know, yeah. Namrata, is that useful? Yeah. Um, it is, Jamin, but I just, um, I'm just trying to think that. So is it that you're saying that change your language and how you conduct yourself and what you tell people about what you're doing, even if you're not doing that at this point, or... Yeah, is it well, just I think, we're trying to change how we present ourselves and what we what we are? Well, but think, then, yeah, yeah what sure. happens I, if you don't get coaching clients? How do, great, you, so how think, do you get your clients? Yeah, fantastic. I think it's B do have. So remember that that model. That's a really important distinction because most people are living as victims or workers. They're they're waiting until they have enough time, have enough support, have enough skill, have the clients. Yeah. Hmm. And then when they have and all those things, then they'll go do what they've always wanted to do. And then when they do that thing, then they'll be happy and successful. But if the moment you position like yourself like that, it's game over because you never have what you need before you start. You're always waiting. You wait for the rest of your life and you position yourself comparing yourself to those who have more to you and you lose all your power as a victim. So then, then the worker is the next option, and then you go right. Well, I'm just going to go do the do. I'm just going to get it done. I'm just going to go work really hard and just do it. I'm more. I'm going to practice this and then learn this. I'm just going to do it, and and then the problem with that is the more you do, there's still the more there is to do. The more you know, the more you realise you don't know, and and then the more you do, sure, the more you have, but then the more there is still to have. So you get stuck in this cycle of doing and having and doing and having, and the being still is this abstract thing that you never attain to. It's, it's not mm. how you get there. The only way that you achieve success in any area is by starting there, is by going, okay, where do I want to be? What's the end in mind? I want to be a coach. Okay, well, if I can't be a coach today, I can't be a coach on any day. It's never going to happen. So I've got to go be a coach now. I've got to go see myself like a coach, talk to myself like mm. a coach, talk to others like a coach, dress like a coach, walk like a coach, go be a coach. And then being a coach, then what would I do? Well, I'd do what a coach would do. And if I go, if I am a coach, I'm doing what a coach would do, then I'll have what a coach would have. So it's abstract, it's counterintuitive, it's countercultural, but it's the only way that works. So when you say have what a coach, or do what a coach would do, have what a coach would have, what do, what do you mean by that? Okay, well, if you, so, say you go, okay, um, model me, for instance, poor example, but you could go, okay, so you go wake in the morning, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go be, I'm going to go be Jamin today. So uh, what would Jamin be wearing right now? How would Jamin be, what would Jamin believe about himself? Uh, how would Jamin relate to time and money today? Uh, what would Jamin, how would he enter a room? Uh, what would he believe the other people are thinking about him? Okay, I'm going to go, go to be Jamin. Okay, now, now what would Jamin do? Well, if someone asked him about a, an issue, he wouldn't bring judgment. Uh, he wouldn't need to fix them. He would show up present and curious. And, and doing that, he'd, he'd show them that there's something very, very different. And then they'd say, well, well can you help? And he'd say, of course I can help. Of course I can help. And he'd be very confident that he could help. 
Hmm. And he knew that the client's the expert and he's just the guide. So really the client's going to be the one doing all the hard work anyway. So all he needs is a few frameworks and some high-quality questions and just to hold them in that space. And that'll be enough. Hmm. He doesn't need to be perfect. He doesn't need to, you know. So then, so believing that, he would go do that. And then he'd say, well, do you want to set up a time we can have coffee this week and let's talk about how we could make this work? And then they'd say yes. And then you'd go do that. And then if you're working full-time, well, you'd say, okay, so I don't have any time during this time but I can do an after hours or I can do a breakfast thing or I can do it over the phone and they'd say fantastic and then they'd say how much would it cost and you'd say well it would cost $600 or it cost $1,000 or it cost $2,000 and then you'd be away you wouldn't need to ask anyone else's permission you wouldn't need a piece of paper saying you could or couldn't do that you know that's that's mm. how it would work mm. that makes sense so another question I have is um, working part-time or even keeping your job, working full-time, and doing coaching on the side, is that, like you said, that that lady who you were coaching um, to start her own business? Oh, so the, dis- the distinction was she said, I'm running my coaching business as a hobby. Okay. I know. That was her distinction. She's not, she didn't okay. say, I am a coach. She said, I am you know, okay. I'm a school teacher, but I coach on the side. Hmm. So the moment you describe yourself to someone else, who, why in the world? Would I want a school teacher who does a bit of coaching on the side to help me solve a problem? That would be the last person yeah, I, I want to talk I get to. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk to a coach. Are you a coach or not a coach? Yes. Oh, no, I'm not a coach. Yeah, I'm still on my training and I, yeah, I might be able to be useful to you. I'm just like, ah, oh, no way, go away. That's, it's going to be a painful mm. conversation. I'm going to have to help you help me. That's, I don't want to do that. And, and then you're going to ask me to pay you? Are you serious? Yeah. Mm. Give me a coach. Where's a coach? Are you a coach? Now, someone could have done zero training, but just go, I'm a coach. And I look at them and, and I listen to them and they go, I'll, I'll serve you. I'll ask you some great questions. I'll hold you in the space. I'm like, fantastic. That's all I need. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, either of you, could co- either of you could coach me very successfully if you believed you could. You've got everything that you need. You'd be, I think you'd probably be intimidated and you'd, you'd be in your head and you'd be thinking you didn't have enough. But if you actually showed up ready to serve, got out of your head and went, all right, how can I hold Jamin in space? He's all, obviously got all that he needs inside him. He's got access to the answers. He's just pretending not to know. So how can I hold him? How can I serve him? How can I make mm. this about him? Mm. It's really working on that subconscious and the beliefs, the belief system, well, which I, I haven't well, done enough. Of course. Practice. Which, again, yeah. is coaching principle. No point dealing with behavior. Don't even, don't even think about trying to make change on the level of behavior. Go belief. Yeah. Deal with the subconscious. Yeah. It really is. And I, I was just saying earlier to Imran, um, I was reading up on Muhammad Ali. And uh, he, he had that catch cry, you know, I'm the greatest. He did. And he said that he, he, he was saying that before he even believed it himself. He didn't even believe it, but he was saying it until eventually it stuck. So yeah, great. It was his, um, his mantra, he's basically, you know. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's just, it's just from that reading the book, you know, how, what to say when you talk to yourself. Um, it's just all yeah, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, right. So, um, have you got you guys both still got time? Namrata, you you good to coach Fred? Namrata did, did coach. Oh man, uh, sorry, Fred. Are you coach? Are you, sorry, are you ready to swap around? Uh, I am ready. Time? Although, as I said, to I'm going to put that aside. I don't think I'm in the right state, but I'm going to put that aside regardless. Um, yeah. Because um, you still got time, Namrata? No, sorry, I need to go. I have something okay. on at 12.30 and I, I'll just need to get prepared for that. So um, can we pick up another time? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And again, my sincere apologies. I, uh, yeah, it's poor form, set an alarm, everything. I'm not even sure what happened. So I, I apologise that we would have had time if I'd been there on time. Uh, but I'll uh, keep making up to you and keep being accessible to answer any questions and help you uh, get more of what you want. So, yeah, happy to set it up another time and then we can keep the process rolling. Jam, before you, before you go, um, very yeah, quickly, yeah. I mean, I've, okay, I haven't done, uh, I've put much effort in the last few months in trying to find an area of, um, I could coach, or I could offer, my, offer to coach people. What mm. did you find was, even for free, where was, you know, to get some practice in, where did, where would you go? What's, you know, just quickly, if you've got some suggestion or else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's I've tried it's to sell the, those, but, um, yeah. It's not the best quality question, just because it's a how question. And yeah, it's, not okay. really the, it's not really the point. It, the point was, I I put myself in a position where I had to find a way forward. That that's the point. And then, okay. I've, you know, and then having been in that position, I had to find a way. So it it created huge levels of creativity and resourcefulness in me, where I had to get up in the morning, even though I was scared, even though I thought, "What have I done? This is hard." And I said, "Okay, well, I'm I'm a coach. I'm I'm in. So let's go be a coach." So every conversation, every every coffee, every Everything I saw was like, is this an opportunity? Is that an opportunity? Is this an opportunity? Is this person over? Is this not? And so okay. the things I thought was going to work didn't work. The things that didn't work did work. You know, I went to business networking groups. I designed a business card. I put something on Facebook. I just put put it out there. Um, I think that was how I got my first coaching thing. I just done some coach training. I'm still practicing. Um, but I'm in a place where I could serve. Anyone want a high-quality conversation that it would allow me to keep practicing the skill set? And I asked the person, oh, yeah, sure, you can practice on me. It just got me going. And then I did well with them, and we, we finished our practice, and they said, can we can we do more of this? I said, we could, but it's going to cost you now. I'm like, okay, well, I've got so much value out of this, so I'm happy to do that. Let's let's go. So, But, yeah, to answer your question, it was I, necessity is the mother of all invention. I That is... <clears throat> I put myself in and I explored existing networks and friends and family and then um, okay. found a way to work it out. All right, then. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Thank Pleasure. you, Thank you, Jamie. Thanks. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com.